gentlemen, Lace Out is back, the self-appointed number one AFL podcast in this beautiful country of ours, Australia is back. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace. I'm Lace, he's out, put us together, it's how you want your footy each and every single week is back. With the Festival of Football continuing as per normal, but before we get into so much news this week, I hand it over to my co-host, Jamie. Great to have you back again, sir, and how are you after a hectic week of footy? Uh, Peps, I am good. I am ready to go on this Tuesday night and ready to smash and rip and tear this podcast. i tell you what, we have got... Bucket loads to talk about, but first of all, we have to thank the viewers tuning in every single week on our Spotify, who tune in on the Facebook page to watch us record this live. We do this because we love our football, but we love you even more. So thanks for being part of the community. Keep listening, keep joining us, and we'll just keep doing this each and every single week. But yeah, it has been an absolute corker of a week. Football-wise, 11 games since we last spoke. One going on at the moment. Collingwood are playing Adelaide. We'll give you updates as the game goes along because it is quite close as we currently speak. But things can change. Fingers crossed Adelaide do take out their first game of the year because the place will burn down. Collingwood will burn down. Whatever's left of Victoria Park, that will burn down. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be Joffa might even fly back in, bypass COVID, and go straight, collect his $200 from Centrelink and set something on fire. Maybe the jacket. <laughs> the jacket might go on fire. But um, look, so much to talk about. Let's get straight into it. First thing I wanted to talk about is the Festival of Foot. Has it satisfied your appetite for Aussie rules? Listeners, tell us what you think on the chat. Jamie, tell me about you. Yeah, I think it has overall. Um, I think coming home and watching a game or two every night is okay, but it's coming up against some rough, rough household conversations because we've only got one TV, one TV at the moment. Yep. And uh, at the moment, that TV is being dominated by Merit at First Sight, Bachelor in Paradise, and uh, Farm Wants a Wife, and yeah. the Masked Singer. Oh, the Masked Singer! That's taken over our household. I must Ooh. admit. So I have, the KO, I have the KO running yep. on, on an iPad somewhere near me and I have my uh, Bluetooth headphones hooked up to that. Yep. So it is, it is, uh, it is good. But Peps, this is the thing that I want to I throw to you. Hmm. Does it have the same feeling as a Big Bash? No. No, summertime, I'm... Sometimes I'm, Big no. Bash is good. No. It's, I'm, I, I, I never thought I would say this. I am, I'm genuinely loving football at the moment. I really wish I was there. It's just because of all the games being compacted in, like we, we've had 11 games since last week and there's one on at the moment. And ladies and gentlemen, during this edition of Lace Out, we could be going absolutely ballistic because at the time of this recording, it's an absolute shootout at the Adelaide Oval at the moment. It's... Adelaide on 24 versus Collingwood, 25, halfway through the third quarter. Adelaide are a sniffing distance of winning their first game. And if it's against Collingwood, we are going to go nuts. Because I reckon Facebook could melt down and whatever's left of Victoria Park could get burnt down if they lose this one. So we're going we're gonna to keep you. They've just kicked another goal, Collingwood, so it's been stretched out to seven. Bugger. 
All right, but we'll get into that in a moment. But I'm, I'm really loving lots of games, nicely, tightly packed. You're getting some cracking games. You can see the fatigue starting to kick in with teams as well too. Uh, that saying, though, it's not often I've been able to come onto the podcast over the last, well, three years, Jamie, and being able to celebrate two wins in a season. Let alone we had two wins in a week. So we, I can't, I'm on cloud nine at the moment. Very, very, but the lid is on. The lid is on. Yeah, no. Very much a, on. But uh, I'm, loving had, I'm loving it. It's been good games. It's been bad games. Game. We might not have anything at the moment. With everything that's been going on for all of us here in Victoria being locked down, what can we do? Can't do much about it. Just yep. enjoy it for what it is. And I give credit to the AFL. I give credit to players. I know it's not the easiest thing, but they're, they're going about their day jobs. They're having a crack. Thank you very much from everyone here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The Festival of Football, Peps, let's bring it back onto the topic that you actually created tonight's run sheet. So if you don't stick to your own agenda, you're just an idiot. You don't create meetings and not stick to your own agenda. Okay. Fair, fair point. <laughs> fair point. So okay. you created the agenda. Let's stick to your agenda, Peps. Festival of Football. Yep. Are you liking... What are you seeing? Like, are you liking the four-day breaks that teams are getting and the and the longer ones? What are you sort of feeling with that? At the moment, what I like about it is the whole battle of attrition side of things. And it's just interesting to see what teams are doing with resting players. Are they going to rest them against certain teams? Are they not going to hold them? So as an example, uh, Collingwood tonight, they've virtually gone virtual full strength if they can for what they've got left. Now, it's against Adelaide. They could have gone grundy because they play the Demons. On Saturday, four days later, Melbourne having a six-day break. Again, have that extra couple of days with a week off from Gorn. So did Collingwood make the right decision, bashing Grundy up and then having to play him again a couple of days later? There's a bit of, you know, what's going on there? Um, It's interesting to see changes, how many changes teams are willing to make, not just one or two, but four, five changes a week. It's just throwing them around big time. The number of injuries, isn't it interesting? Like there's a, there's, there seems to be, I don't know, for the amount of games being played, not a lot of massive injuries occurring. So yep. it's almost like just the continuity. And not just like the randomness. Like I don't know who we're playing after next week, so I know we're playing the Western Bulldogs. After that, I, yep. I, I like the, the randomness of it. I hope that they can do something with that next year. Um, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned next year because overall with the um, 17 17- round competition yep is this something that you would like to see in the future a 17 round competition yeah so let me put this in perspective you mentioned a moment ago the big bash okay and originally the Mm -hmm. big bash they played each other once and i think there might have been an extra marquee game i think that was it Mm -hmm. now they've extended it by i think it's another six games on top of that it's just Mm -hmm. diluted the product Yep. With the AFL, because it's 17 games, every game means something. And so there's a lot more on it. And it also evens everything out because if you're going to be playing oh, sorry, uh, 17 games, if you're going to be playing each team once, you have to make it count. Yep. When you've got the 22 games, you've got five games extra. And normally how that works is you play one team from the top six, one team from yep. the middle six, and then three from the bottom. And then how that – it's not, it's not yep. an even – so this is, this is even – and I, and I would like yep. it. I look at the NFL. The NFL only plays 16-game season. Uh-huh. Every game means something there. I, I just really like the you, – you've got one – I think Eminem said it properly. You know, he said you've only got one shot 
I don't know what's after that, but in eight more, you've only got one shot. Don't get your chance to go. Opportunity lost. What's in a lifetime? You better lose yourself in the music, the moment. Exactly so, right. Another question on that. Another question on that. Then. Yep. Would you like to see rounds being released in four and five week blocks? Uh, no. No, I'd like to see. Okay. No, I'd like to see. Maybe the first ten booked in, and the reason why I say that is, is that you want to book games, especially if you want to go interstate and watch your team. You need to have a bit of time. If you do it in four, four or so week blocks, well, mind you, we might not be flying for the next five years, so we don't know what's going on. Yeah. But if you want to go and watch your team, you want to be able to book flights, accommodation, etc., a number of months out. So I reckon maybe the first ten to twelve rounds, and then have a bit of. But it's also the corporate side of things; they need to get their their things in 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 play. Yep. so many factors behind it but it just goes to show it's almost like businesses not having to have staff coming to the office you know you have something like this coronavirus it's amazing what you can do when your back's against the wall in the AFL it's costing See, them around about three million bucks a week to put all these people in into uh, lockdown yeah. etc and the hubs but they're able to do it and I think the good teams are being rewarded and the ones who aren't playing that well are getting the graveyard shifts I don't See, I don't I have a like- massive issue with that either I would like to see – I like the floating fixture. I think that it keeps the games relevant um, and it also rewards the teams who are playing well in the season. Like how many years have we sat through a Carlton Friday night we're getting three, four Friday night games and Carlton have been shit up until this year? Yeah. Um, and then we see the teams have a breakout. Say, for example, Brisbane last year have a breakout season and then miss all the primetime games and they're a Sunday night game. Uh, look, I totally agree with that, mate. It's it's a tough one for the AFL because they've got to try and book it. I know the I know the the broadcasters would like for them to schedule it a little bit better. Mm. Uh, but you go, know, we're yeah. going to give you a game. Yep. But we're not going to tell you what who it is just yet. But you are guaranteed this game as a negotiation point. Mm. When you say this game, like my opposition. See, the other thing that really no, no, no. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean more like. So, for example, at the moment, um, uh, it's just so example, Port Adelaide and Brisbane Lion and St Kilda are probably the hot teams at the moment, or people that are saying they're interesting to watch. Do we give more of those teams who are really attacking mm. a better fix, a, a better, a better prime time spot versus a team like Adelaide? who don't score, or a team like Collingwood, who aren't playing that interesting football. So they still get to play, but they don't get the interesting time slots like that would be guaranteed. Say Collingwood, Collingwood without doubt, would get somewhere between uh, seven to eight um, uh, Friday night games a season, and, and Richmond would be something similar to that as well, around that prime time or a, or a Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just this season... I'm liking the floating fixture because it does allow the AFL to get creative with their scheduling because all they've got to do is make sure that the teams play each other once. I actually like it. And I'm sorry, but for all the clubs that... And this is the other thing too. They're worried about all the big blockbusters. I don't really care about that, to be honest. Maybe because my, my, my team only has usually two, which is the Anzac Eve game and Queen's Birthday. Okay? You, Port Adelaide, you have the showdown. And the annual... Uh, we have the Anzac. We have an Anzac. I oh, have an Anzac game as well too. And you also have the, um, the, the TT testimonial. 
the tarp testimonial. You have that once every year as well too, okay? So the tarps come out, you know, we celebrate them. You make a guard of honour for the tarps, roll them back in, all that sort of jazz. But, you know, for the bigger clubs, I don't I, – I just think that if you're going to be playing and every game means so much more, more people are going to go. There's just going to be a lot more on the line every single week. And I'm sorry – if you've got your dream time and, you, and you've got your um, your farmer's game and all these, you're going to play them once. And I think that's where the, the foot needs to come down and go, that's the way it's going to be. I, I reckon I'd love to see the 17-game season just from what yep. I've seen this year. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, we could have even have the Wuhan Cup. Exactly right, which is Jamie's <laughs> Wuhan Cup. Yeah, that's going well for you, isn't it? All righty. This is, this, is, this is the Premiership Cup right here. Check out this one. Watch that, listeners. Oh, well, actually, I wanted to bring your mob up. Now, I mentioned this to you, Jamie, a little bit before we were uh, going to start. There's been a big rumour floating around in the last few hours, um, not related to the Festival of Footy, but talking about Port Adelaide. And apparently, it's time to tear us apart. Apparently, Port Adelaide are changing their pre-game pump-up leading into the finals. Now, I'm not too sure if you've heard much about this. Apparently, Kochi's come out and said, well, for, for the people who, who, who haven't heard, uh, this is what you currently have. We all have wings. Yep. But some of us don't know why. I was standing. Where's your scarf, Jamie? I don't you were there. And great way to start, but let's be honest, it's a little bit depressing. It's not exactly going to get you excited. It doesn't have a lot of fun and factual feel to it. And so Koshi's come out as um, wanting to change the song leading up into the finals. Your thoughts? Um, there are days when I find songs pre-game a bit tropey, mm-hmm. like a bit bleh, like, oh God, this is like, I don't know, not awkward, but when we're not playing well. But at the same time, like that song was brought in when Port Adelaide were, <laughs> I knew this was the case. I bloody knew it. I couldn't hear the song. Oh, well, okay, it played. Come, <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go back to one point. Um, well, this is going to so ruin, this is going was, ruin song, my joke. This was bought in um, at a time when Port Adelaide and the Magpies, the our uh, Sandfoot club, um, were were split. It wasn't really fair. And this song at the time of when we started singing it was about realigning Port Adelaide, the oh, AFL club, yeah. back to our Sandful club. So, therefore, Never Tear Us Apart was the song that was chosen. Oh, bugger. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, so, that's why that song means so much and that's why it's on our scarves and that's yeah. why it's that's why it's there. So, I don't know. I want to see. I want you to post the link to the article or I want you to do that because uh, I'm just going to put my... Donald Trump on and just go, mm, fake news. Okay. No, I don't think it's fake news. Um, but I look, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually think I know what the song that they decide to go with is. Um, 
But while we're doing that, I'm going to ask you, uh, we're going to be doing these all through the night, everybody. Some quick hands. Uh, one of the quick hands that we're throwing out now is a Gold Coast Brownlow. What do you think? Yes, no? Um, yes. Yes. yes? That, that you happy with that? Gold Coast deserve everything, everything to do with the AFL this year. I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I think what they've done for the AFL, they've saved the game this year. Give it to them. And how good are the Wags going to look, going to dice bars? They'll be G-banged up to the max. It'll be absolutely, it'll be fake 10 central. It'll just revitalize the Gold Coast economy. By the way. Tanya, Tanya Buckley will have nothing on oh, what the Wags are going to pull this year. She, she will go with dental floss, I reckon. Anyway, um, I have, I've got this song. Port Adelaide song. This is what they're going to be going with this year. Let me know. Port LA, the touch of you is something new. What a... That'd be amazing. Imagine a bit of Danny before the game. Could you see Bokey running out, 50,000 strong crowd with a bit of Danny and everyone just going, this is it. <laughs> the thing is, though, Peps, I've seen you on the dance floor cutting shapes to that song. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Hey, Simon <laughs> Trapea has joined on the chat. He reckons a 17-game season very hard. Which teams get nine home games and which get eight? Doesn't, Doesn't really matter. matter. One gets play a anywhere. nine, play anywhere, anytime. You play nine, one gets eight, year after, those teams get nine, the other teams get eight. Not hard to see, mate. All right, but a great point. Great point indeed. Rightio. Well, that joke went down quicker than Melbourne's 2019 uh, season. So let's pick something else out. Rightio. So it looks like rounds 14 to 17, we're going to have four rounds in three weeks. It looks like it's going to be compacted again. We've just seen what's going to happen. Is it going to be adding too much fatigue to the... Is it going to be adding too much fatigue? Is it not going to be having too much fatigue? What are your thoughts, Jamie, on this particular subject at hand? Uh, what, what's, the, what's the question? Are you excited for it again? Is it overkill? Ah... Uh, you know, are we pushing him no, too I hard? Like it. No, why are we pushing? I don't think so. I mean, we've seen, we saw St Kilda last night off the back of a four-game, um, a four-day break, yep. and they were slow. We've seen Port just limp across the line against, um, oh, sorry, we've seen Port uh, beat Richmond. Yep. Um. No, I just I, – I don't think it – I don't – sorry, Port Bay Richmond. So, Richmond lost, and then we saw Port beat Western Bulldogs where we had a four-day break. I just don't see it. I mean, just – it's four days. They're professionals. They're in the best hands. They're in the best hands in Australia for, for sports medicals. Mm-hmm. Get it done. I mean, every team this year is going to have a blowout, a blowout somewhere. We spoke about this uh, five weeks ago, I think, now. 60-point yep. blowouts and nothing – uh, something that we're going to have to get used to for our teams. Mm. 
I tell you what, you did bring up something a moment ago about a team that I want to have a, a quick chat about. It caught my eye oh, before before we actually get into that. Uh, for anybody what about who, you, Peps? What are your thoughts? What are your um, thoughts on the on the four rounds? Uh, look, before we get in, just some quick hands. Five, eight, two, zero. That's days since Essendon last won a final. Every single week, we'll be bringing you that stat. Um, I'm can't wait. I'll tell you what, we are going to be throwing a party when that hits six thousand. Hopefully, it gives uh, gets to ten. Like the Royal Children's Hospital appeal, Essendon give that that number may grow. Okay, <laughs> uh, back to it. Uh, look, I just think it's it's going to be a battle of attrition, and I think there's going to be a team that I I I rated them, and after what I saw last night, I think we're being dealt a false economy. St Kilda. They are a false economy. Here's why. Get the post-it notes out, Jamie. Here come the stats. Hang on. Hold what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here come the stats, people. Tell me if you love my stats. Tell me if you love my stats. All right. Post-it notes ready to go. Here's how it's going to go. So St Kilda uh, are sitting second or third on the ladder. We'll have a look at that in a moment. I haven't got it it at the moment. Anyway. Do you want to tell you? Yeah, can you? St Kilda Kilda are sitting fifth. All right. They're sitting fifth. All right. Yet, they've had a pretty good season so far. But when you have a look at who they've played and who they've beaten and who they've been beaten by, it shows you a little bit, hmm, that's a little bit interesting. So here we go. They lost to North first up. Okay, they did beat the Bulldogs by 39 points. Okay. They lost by 44 to Collingwood. They did beat Richmond. When they come out and beat Richmond and no one tipped that whatsoever, it was 93. And Richmond were going through a bit of a lull at that particular stage. I'm not making excuses. They, they took the game on and they won. Okay. They beat Carlton by 18. They beat Fre- they lost to Fremantle by 6. They beat Adelaide by 23. They beat Port Adelaide in that game that no one saw coming. So that was a feather in their cap. I'll give them that. They did beat Sydney by 53. They did play good football. And they just beat Gold Coast by four points on the weekend. So if you have a look at it, they've only really beaten two teams of any na- of any note at this stage, being Port Adelaide and uh-huh. also Richmond. And Richmond was quite a number of weeks ago. Their next three rounds are Geelong, Essendon, and Brisbane. They've still got to play West Coast. They've still got to play GWS as well. They've still got to play Melbourne as well. There's potentially most of the... Well, I don't start. You ask me a question on the Ds. I'll get into them in a moment. But what I'm trying to highlight is take take us out of the picture. They've, they've got a hard run home. And in a condensed format, they're not going to get as much... They're going to be playing against really battle-hardened teams. And they saw what happened last night when they played Port Adelaide. Uh, not Port Adelaide. They played Geelong last night. Sorry, they don't play Geelong. And they got absolutely smashed. Not beaten, smashed. I can't see that getting any easier for them rolling into the rest of the season. Now, I had them as a lock to make the finals. With quite a number of the top eight to go, they're a massive chance to miss out now. I think they've banked their early wins, which was the smart play, which is credit to them. I just don't think that we've had a true indication of what's actually occurred so far. They're playing great so, footy, don't get my, but they haven't really been tested, really been tested outside of Collingwood. They didn't, they couldn't make up that one. Richmond and Port Adelaide, other games against higher ranked teams that they fell over. So, what are you locking you in for for the final? Um, They'll be seventh, eighth, maybe miss out. 
Okay, so you're looking in for another two wins and two losses. Uh, well, how many games we got left? We've got uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Six games. Mm-hmm. I reckon I'll lock them in for two wins, four losses. Two wins, four losses? Yep, two wins, four losses. Wow. Now, if they do two wins and four losses, they'll drop out. Three and three would be a, would be okay for them because they've still got to play uh, Essendon. Mm, not too uh-huh. sure. Brisbane, yep. GWS, not easy if they decide to turn up. West Coast, if they decide to turn up, no one's going to be beating them. Yeah. They've got winnable games against Melbourne. They've got a winnable yep. game against Essendon. And the last one, I'm just trying to figure out who their last one that they've got to play is because I can't pick it at the moment. I'll find it. I'll find it out as we go through the show as well, too. But um, there's, yeah, there's, there's something so there. It's just not sitting right at the moment. So you're saying, so you're saying, lock in two more wins, which will take them up to at the moment, uh, 32, 36 points. Yep. And you're saying from there, 36. So that's what's that? One, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. You're saying the nine wins won't guarantee. Nine wins them won't guarantee a final, final spot. spot. No. Nine wins won't is guarantee any, a final spot. Is there anyone underneath them, though, do you think is going to come up into the eight? Uh, well, let's have a look at that because I have the ladder ready to go. The, I've got the. Look at this new platform. It's amazing. Let me just get this out here. So we've got the cat. We've got the uh, the ladder up as we speak. I would say, alrighty. Um, let's go from let's go from underneath. Okay, so Richmond be there. GWS they should be there. Collingwood. I don't know what the score is at the moment, Jamie. If you could give us an update on that. Yeah, it's 11, uh, it's 11 points, goal, 11 points. So they'll probably win that. That pushes them to 26. <sighs> then underneath that, you've got Melbourne, which is interesting because they play Collingwood this week. The Western Bulldogs and Essendon as well too. Melbourne and Essendon both have a game up their sleeve, and I think you can stop it at that. Okay. So you, do you say that Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, Essendon, one of those three teams will potentially take St Kilda and maybe Collingwood or GWS's spot? No, I don't see any of those teams coming up, Peps. Okay. I think it's locked. You reckon that's locked? See, I don't think it's yeah. locked at all. And that's okay. the thing, like, that, on the weekend, who would have thought Fremantle beating Collingwood? Did you pick that? No. no probably not. So it was it was oh, Fremantle beating Hawthorne, sorry. Take that back. Didn't pick that, but it Apparently- happened. The only one, the only one I can see potentially happening, potentially, is um, Essendon or you guys, Melbourne Demons, potentially because you're a game behind. Essendon have to make that's up twenty. It. Essendon have to make up twenty percent on that as yeah, well. So that's almost up, a game. But just say, for example, they beat Melbourne. That's four points. That's that that. that pops them in over Collingwood potentially because they've got the two extra points. But this is what I'm saying. It's awesome to see this type of, with a ladder going in 17 games, you can't get more exciting than this. And then you got the top four. Like the top four's not set. I just think scrap the last five games, make it 17. Sun's out, gun's out. I'm with you. Footies, mate. Footies. Footies awesome. You preach to the converted. You preach to the converted. Um, 
So based on that, I want to have a, I want to have a quick chat about a couple of teams down the bottom there. Um, I'm throwing this one at you. Another quick hands for you, Jamie, is whose sure. plight is worse right now? Would you say that it is North or would you say, listeners as well too, viewers out there, who would you say, who's in a worse spot right now, Adelaide or North Melbourne? Um, I believe it is Adelaide. And the reason why I say it's Adelaide is because they know their problems. They understand that they've got a really weak list. Um, they traded out a lot of talent that they needed to have there. They needed to have the San Jacobs. They got rid of that camp. And we've spoken about this two seasons in a row now. One season in a row, sorry. Yeah. Um, that camp ruined ruined them. Nuts. But they know they know they know that they are on a complete rebuild. Um, and at the moment, just looking here, poor Nick's he's got his bloody bald head in his hands, just shaking his head. <laughs> oh, they've gone by seventeen. They've had it. Yeah, poor bloke. Well, I just, so just they know they they know where they're at. I'm the stunned. problem is with Adelaide. Yeah. Sorry, uh, the problem with Adelaide is it's the upper level. It's the Mark Rusciutos, Um It's the um, it's that board level that is not allowing Adelaide to develop and grow. And there's too much interference at that level. With North Melbourne, I don't think they know what their problem is. I don't know. I wants to go there. But I mean, they had a new coach. They had a result from Reshaw, who they, they got a good bounce off the off the coach being yep. sacked, or sorry, coach yep. leaving. I don't think they know where they're going wrong. They're talking about getting rid of Ben Brown. Now, we... Both know, and anyone in the football world knows, that big, tall forward targets don't grow on trees. This guy missed a Coleman. I said it last week. This guy missed a Coleman by one game last year, and they want to trade him out. Yeah. Yeah. Tip and he's not the problem there, people. Yeah, he's having a bad run. I think he's got the capability to get out of it. Yeah. You've got Goldie, who potentially has a season, maybe two left in him. Yeah. And then you've got a bunch of players who are there just – they're just there. They're not contributors. They're senior players who should be stepping up and really guiding the next generation of the North crew through, yeah. but they're not. Well, they're, um, they've, got, they've, yeah. got good, they've got good kids. They've got, they've got good kids. They just haven't got good leadership and consistent leadership and someone to just take that team and shake out the shit. Well, you know, if you're with their team at the moment, you've got Zeebles out, Cunnington's out. A lot of their major leaders are out. It's it's gonna it, and and they've lost quite a number over the last number of years as well too. That they've they've moved on. I know. I remember that Harvey Ferrito, Del Santo. Yeah, when they just got rid of them all in, in the space of Melbourne did that when uh, when Neil came in, got rid of a lot when of their seat, and it just killed it. Just killed the yeah. joint. They've killed yeah, the joint is. as well too. Yeah. I think Adelaide. They're a bit different though because Adelaide have the infrastructure. What they are the biggest club. In Adelaide, you know, I know Port Adelaide are playing great football, but they've got some serious backing, Adelaide. They've been around uh, uh, almost 30 seasons they've been around for now. We've got nothing on Port Adelaide, nothing on Adelaide in terms of... Um, the, the, in terms of hopefully they're just honest with themselves and don't blame Matthew Nix for this because it's it, they were... The, three, three years ago, they played in a grand final. That's the thing that blows my mind is how can you go from 2017 to being bottom of the ladder and having not won a game? How? They've kicked another. It's just, it, 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 
it boggles the mind. So they can't get rid of him because I don't reckon you could bring in Alistair Clarkson. You could bring in Norm Smith and have John Coleman up at full forward and then have, I don't know, Chris Muse sitting at full forward. Nothing would make a difference with this mob at the moment. They're just young. Yeah. They've, they've got to clean them out. Brisbane did it a number of years ago. Get the draft picks in. Get something for the players who don't want to be there and rebuild. Do it yeah, smartly. Thing, don't do the half asses. They've, they've traded North Melbourne, I'm talking about here, not necessarily yep. Adelaide. But no, actually, no, they both come under the same camp. They have traded – this is a PG show or is it, or is it an M18 show? Um – uh, no, nah, you can just say it, mate. Just say it. All right. They have traded fucking atrociously. <laughs> well, they got the two last, number ones for Jake Lever. The last two three, the, but they gave back a couple. They gave back a couple for Gibbs. Like, oh, that was it's it's atrocious. They've hired. I mean, they've they've brought Adelaide, for example, have brought in some young kids who are not developing, and they're not even AFL level players. Maybe they need to have a bonding um, session at a camp or something. <laughs> North have, have bought in um, they paid overs for Jasper Pittard at almost 700, 750k they're paying overs for players that Pollack don't as deserve well. the pay packets yeah, uh, Pollock as I said sorry but, the, um, sorry. Yeah. No, but, no, that's, but we've spoken about this before Jamie, the AFL are, another, uh, are one of the big reasons for this because you have to pay around about 92% of the salary cap anyway mm. so You've got to spend the money on someone. That's that was the thing that I know my mob had a number of years ago when we were going through the years where we won two games, uh, four games. Harley, we had to pay. We had to pay someone because that's what the league says. Yeah, it's stupid. You you yeah. can look at it and go, we have to pay someone in this group eight hundred grand because otherwise we don't make our ninety two percent. We can't bank that money. I know you can yeah. now and use a little bit the year after. But going back, yep. like, you look at that group. Who would be on big money? Sloan, the Crouch brothers, probably Talia. Yep, yep. Tex, Tex as well. That's five people, mate. The list has yep. forty-two on it. There's not many others that would be asking for the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where they're spending no. their money. Yep, and but the problem is that with Adelaide in particular is that no one is willing to accept the problem and accept where they are. At the moment, they just keep trying to get in these um, players that are underdeveloped or they haven't developed or they're overpaid. Mm. And no one is willing to put their hand up and say, we have made a mistake. We need to literally look at every player in our list like Brisbane did, um, like Melbourne did when Ruse got there. Remember, he spent two years really cleaning that list out. Yep. Yeah. It's just he did. You got to do Adelaide it. You've got to yeah. But it just come out and say, yeah. listen, Sorry, we are okay. we are rebuilding. They don't want to say that. Nick should go in and say, you've got to give me three years minimum. You have to give me three years minimum if you want this yeah. to succeed. Because at the moment, you know where we are. We are in the doldrums. You yeah. have to give me some support because if you don't, yeah. the players aren't going to be there. They're going to be like, what's going on? We need to be upfront and yeah. honest with them. Yeah. And that's a, come out and say it. And they've got, and that's a thing. Like they've got rid of. They have lost uh, Dangerfield. They lost Lever. They've lost Charlie Cameron. They lost Hugh Greenwood. They've lost Eddie Betts, Sam Jacobs, Josh Jenkins, Mitch McGovern, Cam Ellis Yolman. Hugh Greenwood. Is, 
I'm almost tingling just thinking about like tingle my arms are like my hair's down. That is a gun of a lister you've just lost out the door. Trade it out. Yep. And you've got nothing back. You've got back Billy Frampton from Port Adelaide, who probably wasn't going to make it at Port Adelaide in, in their 22. Yep. Tyson Stengel, Bryce Gibbs, Sam Gibson. No one. Paul Seedsman, Troy Menzel, and Curly, Ham- Curly Hammond. Yeah. They're just nothing players. Can, can I just quickly read something out to you? This was their, this was their sure. team that they played in the grand final with. Okay. Yeah. Have a listen to this. So Rory Laird, still there. Hardigan, mm-hmm. Lever gone. Luke Brown. Talia, Seisman was there. Dave McKay, getting old. Older. Rory Sloan, Rory Atkins. Betts is gone. Josh Jenkins is gone. Charlie Cameron's gone. Tom Lynch, is, uh-huh. it's on him. Taylor Walker's finished. Richie Douglas, Matt gone. Crouch and Brad Crouch, they're there. Sam Jacobs, gone. Riley yeah. Knight, Jake yeah, Kelly, got dropped this week. Hugh Greenwood, yeah. gone, and Andy Otten. And their coach was Don yep. Pike, who's gone as well. So in the space of three years, you're looking at half a grand final team is gone. Yeah. And they haven't replaced like for like. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Yep. And, and let's face it, Taylor Walker has is, is got minutes left in his footing oh, career. Yep. And it's sad to see because let's talk, like he was, he was the power forward two years ago. He was the big guy. Where now he's he's bloody playing in a full forward position or forward position, and he's doing the old cheapies up the wing because he can't get a touch. Yeah. And even when he gets a touch, he can't he can't mark the ball. He's just he's just position wise, he's all over the shop. So that's really I'm actually genuinely sad to see Tex play like this because it's yep. really sad to see. Yeah, he's a gun. Uh, you know, his biggest drop. mistake he ever made was when yep. um, Samson cut off his hair. He should have left the mullet, <laughs> and he needs to go drink him cans when he's injured again, because that was when he was at his yeah. finest. All right, mate, another quick hands for you. Sorry, that was a quick hands. That was actually that was a big one, wasn't it? Sorry, no, that, that was a that big was one. It was a big one. Hey, that was a deep dive. Yep, this one came in from a certain individual by the name of you. Mm-hmm. You're asking me, is Melbourne the? Is this the real Melbourne? Uh, yeah, it is the real Melbourne. Because I have yep. no faith in if they're going to win or lose whatsoever. So, yes, we had two wins. Both of those eight to ten goal wins, very, very happy. I was very impressed with the way that they finished the games off. A lot of run. I think even last night's, uh, not last night's game, the, 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 the Sunday night game, the thing that I took out of that was no Viney, no Gorn, and Angus Brayshaw probably had his best game for the year. So it just goes to show he needs to be in the guts. Now you got what do you do? You you have to have five, four in at a throw in or a ball up. Gorn, Petrarca, Oliver, Brayshaw, Viney. You can't have all five. So one of them's gonna have to start on the bench. But it just goes to show he the guy can play. You've just got to put him in a position. Mind you, the opposition weren't that great both games. All right. We played Collingwood this week. Now Collingwood, yes, they're having a win at the moment, and just for the listeners out there. Game's almost over. They're up by five goals. I should win this one. They're turning around a four-day. Melbourne should pump them. We're virtually yep. full strength. They're they're seventy off a four-day win, off a four-day break. Flying back to, from Adelaide, we should win. I'll, I'll come on next week and say we haven't. I don't have any faith, and that is the real Melbourne. Because just as soon as they you, you get a bit of a. This occurs, and I, 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 I don't have much faith that they will take this one out, unfortunately. And it's yeah. tough. It's tough to see that. Tough to see that. Yeah. 
have uh, a question. Yes. A question on this question. A question on your question about Melbourne. Yep. Are you ready for this? Yep. What's happening with Angus Brayshaw? What do you mean? Well, he had a breakout year. Yep. And had an unbelievable second year. Yep. Where I think he came third in the Brownlow. Is that right? I think it was his. Oh, that wasn't his third. Uh, that was his. I think third. First or second. Third year. year. No, I think it was his third. Third year. Where is where is he where is he this year? What's happening with Angus Brayshaw? Has See, he just lost it? Is he, he is it done? No, because if you have a look at what he did on Monday night or Sunday night, sorry, it was complete opposite. He, he hmm. because you know what they played him in a position. He's a, he's an in and under he's an in and under on baller. That's what he is. They played yeah. him there because Viney wasn't available, and look what happened. They've been playing him out of a position. Yeah. They're putting him onto a wing. You can't just do that. James Harms is another. They're playing him on a half-back line. He isn't at a stiff. He's been playing as an on-ball attacker. Now, we play the Pies this week. I'd throw him on side-bottom and just stay with him. Just negate his influence. Just do yeah. that. Yeah. But unfortunately, they think that I oh, will try and manipulate and shift. It's the same if you look at Hawthorne. They've tried to throw the big boy into the back line. Mm. But he's a ruckman. Why are you trying to yeah. change people? It's like people who change their golf swing for the sake of changing their golf swing. Tiger Woods. Why? Why? <laughs> if you're the number one golfer in the world, why change it? If you are one of the best ruckmen in the league, why put? Why play him somewhere else? It doesn't as make Steel sense. Pan- as Steel Panther said, it's got a lot of divots to fill. You got a lot of divots to fill, my friend. Seven, yeah, just like Tiger Woods, <laughs> just like Tiger Woods. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is more of what Melbourne. Their last month, except for the Port Adelaide game, they've been playing pretty good footy, and so yeah, they've got a really good run leading into the next number of weeks. They only play, uh, I think, GWS and St Kilda, and who are left in the top half of the top half the rest is everybody underneath so they've got a massive opportunity to, to make the eight but they've got to turn up and if they turn up yeah that's why i say i reckon they're, they're a sneaky chance but i i, I can't answer I like it for it. you mate i can't answer it for you they're just they're too unreliable too unreliable yeah um you also asked me this question as well so fans raging on umpires are fans allowed to get upset and blame losses on, on umpires I thought about this, and I, I reckon, did this question get channeled from the GWS Essendon game late last week? Is um, that what right? Is this what turned it up? Because that was the one that stood out for me. Well, that one, and also the uh, Petrisky Seaton one as well in West Coast that yep. literally turned the game on yep. its head. Um, we've had inconsistent calling with holding the ball. All season, you've raged about it. <laughs> Why um, is it getting to the point where we need to um, get radical? Because as a fan, as a fan of football, as you are, as a fan of football, and our listeners are fan of football. Why do we have to accept that? Oh, it's just part of the game. Why? Why can't we? Why can't we openly say that umpire cost us the game and not and people? People don't judge for that. All right. So, so for example, Essendon. Essendon okay. Essendon's a perfect example. Essendon, perfect example. I'm wrapped you that brought this one up. cost you the game. Okay, Jamie. Let me counter counter arguments. 
your one for this. Please. Okay, please. I'd love to. I heard this, and I was reading Facebook when that happened, and I sat there and laughed. Here's why. Because five minutes into the third quarter, um, sorry, wrong team, 16 minutes into the third quarter, they were up by four goals. The umpire yeah. didn't kick four goals, mate. The umpire didn't stuff up a four-goal lead. But it they matter. did. Still no, no, exactly. That and that's what that's what it shits me more than anything when I hear these sort of things is that if a team wins, a team wins. Yeah, the umpires might influence a decision here or there, but it's you know law of average is a hundred minute game. One decision is not mm. going to turn the entire game. Did they? Did they but stop the? Did. Four? It, but it didn't, Jamie. Your other one that you brought up. Here we go again. So you used to talk about the Petrovsky seat one, and I agree with that. Carlton were up five minutes into the third quarter. All right? There were three goals up. Uh-huh. Petrovsky seaton okay, you can claim that maybe one. One of those goals. Uh-huh. One of them. Yeah. West Coast came out and kicked four goals in seven minutes. I would say it wasn't the umpire. Yeah, actually, no, I will blame the umpire because they were balling the ball up so well that it set it up perfectly for Nick Nat to throw it down his teammates' throats. It's, it is it is an excuse because people don't want to blame their team. Mate, I can, I can tell you now, when, when Ruzi first took over, the umpires cost us 20 losses. But this is the – Peps, you have not, perfectly illustrated my point about it. Those, call, those calls have affected the game when they were bullshit calls. And teams have then gone on and got runs, or in Essendon's case, uh, a goal was kicked after the siren, and it changed the outcome of the game. Now, you're getting angry about it now and getting defensive about it. I'm not getting defensive as, about it. I'm on the front foot a, here, mate. As a fan, why can't we call it as it is? Why can't we... Why can't there be any room for those people who go, you know what, that, ga- that call was complete bullshit. You can say that, but a, don't, no, but you can say that. What if we use a card system? Would that stop this? What, what? Seriously, I sometimes wonder how you get this gig. A card I'm system. Pepsi. Jamie, there's nothing for Why it, mate. What, what's, if an umpire play, like pays the old, a bet, if an like umpire the pays... Throw, throw the flag. Oh, I review on that call. Yeah, the only th- that's the only sport in the world that takes forty-eight minutes, a forty-eight minute game to take three hours. Come on, don't listen. Umpires make mistakes, all right? They're humans. Like footballers make mistakes, but it's just easier to blame an umpire for a mistake than it is to blame your own team. Because you know what? No one follows umpires except that little kid they keep showing on the Channel Seven highlights. It's too easy to blame umpires. Okay, you so weren't good enough on the day. Game. Now. If there is a game where it gets right down to the last minute and a dodgy decision is paid, then and the guy goes back and kicks it from the top of the goal square, you could then say the umpire cost them the game because it was less than six points. But okay. when, when you give up a four-goal lead or a three-goal lead or as teams have done so far this year, giving up five, six-goal leads in games, Melbourne almost gave up a seven-goal lead against... You can't blame the umpires for that. Your team is just not good enough, and give some credit to the other team. See, I just think uh, I just think that there should be room for the people who say what you're saying, and there should be room for the in the world for people who say what I'm saying. No, no. 
Oh, look, you can, and but I think it's just I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna agree to argue on this one because we're gonna agree to disagree. What? Yeah, if that's I, the same. Well, I think. Well, this is where I think that there should be a system, like I said in the NFL, they've got a they've got a review. Uh, yeah, are we getting to the position where coaches no. should be allowed to review decisions like we review every no, Jamie, goal? No, we review every goal. That is stupid in itself. That is dumb. It should only but be. We po- do it. No, but we're idiots. We do it. It's stupid. You don't. No, you 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 take the good with the bad. You take the good with the bad. I'm sorry because I tell you what, they're never going to complain about the ones that they shouldn't have got, and they got them. That holding the ball is a perfect example of that at the, at the moment. It, it doesn't make any sense. They've gone back to not making any sense. You can hatch the damn thing. Have three people having an orgy on top of the Sharon, and they're not going to pay it. You get someone like Petrovsky Seaton who grabs the ball, stands up, and apparently the reason why he got done was because he took a step back. It's just I need, I need to do the Brad Scott. View. The Brad Scott. <laughs> Unbelievable! It's an alternative view, and it's good because it, it has got some chat on the uh, yeah. on our on our chat there. Yeah, it definitely has. It's um, yeah, it's not good because okay. there'd, there'd be people there'd be people who'd be asking for a review system for the coach. Just want to highlight someone, Glenn Moss. Thank you for coming on the show, big fella. He agrees with me one hundred percent. Unplug Jamie, please. I can't do that because it's a lot harder to do the show by myself. I need him here every week. I'm Lace Mossy. He's out together. We bring you the footy just how you want it. Um, Rightio. All right. Something else um, before we uh, get into the uh, the final stretch, the last quarter. A couple of things I want to quickly bring up. Some cracking games before last week. Uh, the Pies and Swans, a little bit of Dacos magic to seal the deal. That was a corker of a goal, if you yep. haven't had a chance to see that. Have a look at the highlights. Um we did talk about the Dons and Giants, the Callum Ward free kick. I would think this is one that looked worse than what actually happened, but I did think he got him high. But I think just at the pace and how it hit him, it just made the spin look worse than it actually was. On top of that, though, GWS did win the free kick count 26 to 19, so there is something there, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... I will also say that you're looking, there's about 15 clubs going to be hitting the hitting Queensland very, very shortly. But one of those teams apparently is going to be Hawthorne hitting the Barossa Valley. Don't know if you heard this one, but they're going to be hitting the Barossa this. Valley. So it looks like they're going to play the Eagles in round 12. Yep. Port Adelaide in 13. Then they're going to relocate to the Barossa Valley. That's mm-hmm. setting themselves up for a lot of hoity-toity danger. I think there could be a little oh, a bit of, of Pinot, Pinot Noir or semi-long Blanc protocol breaking, I can see there. Uh, one thing I had to ask you about, do you know there's a player who played, he's only 23 years of age, played 66 games in his first five seasons at a club, can play football, but has yet to be picked this year? Who's that, Peps? Two-meter Peter. Peter Wright from the Gold Coast cannot get a game at the moment. Well, the Gold Coast are playing good footy. They're playing good footy, but he's a big unit. And look, unfortunately, he's got Big Kingy up there. I think it's Sam Day as well. It's a hard forward line to get into because you can't have 
three light towers playing. They've got four light towers around the ground. You can't have another three on the ground. It's going to make it definitely tough. Yeah. Um, I reckon there'll be clubs clamouring for a bit of Peter Wright action to come back down uh, towards uh, the end of the year. Maybe. No, maybe. I reckon. No, he's, mate, he's too good. He's a first-round pick from his, his initial Gold Coast year. You've got to you – gotta, how can a player be that good you pick him up and then they don't? There's, there's clubs that need forwards. But for a – okay, so for a team that was so terrible like they have been since the inception of the AFL – sorry, their inception of the AFL. Yep. If he's so good, why wasn't he picked in the first place? What do you mean? Because their team is terrible. Like but, he was play, a, but he was playing in those games. That's the thing. He was he's he's no. He's played in sixty six games across four, five, six seasons. Yeah, oh, he did his knee. Remember, he did his knee, and then he had to have an operation oh, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did do his knee. So take that out. So you get almost say sixty six games. One season out. Yeah. So sixty six games in four seasons, average of twenty two. He's he, he, it's not a bad strike rate for the for the for the young fella. All right. Yeah. He's kicked eighty five goals not, in those sixty six games. I, I just, I just think he can play. He went at number eight in the 2014 draft. Maybe guess, North can I, pick him up for. Well, nine, 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 maybe eight, they're going to have to pay someone. Um, <laughs> I, I reckon. You know, I reckon he, he'd be all right at it. I reckon maybe like a Sydney. Just get away from it. Uh, speaking of Sydney, what's, where's Buddy? Oh, mate. Would you, where's Buddy? If, if 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 you had Jacinta Franklin as your wife, would you ever want to get out of the house? <laughs> I was just sitting there the other day and I'm thinking, nah, where the hell is there? Where's Buddy gone? I've he's totally cooked, forgotten mate. about it. He's cooked like the festival of footy. He's cooked. I got a hat on. All right. <laughs> uh, he's cooked. Nah, he's in trouble. Hey, look, a couple of things before we, we wrap this one up. Uh, look, I wanted to, a number of weeks ago, I spoke about some stunning uh, TV shows, documentaries to watch, some sports books. There's a great podcast at the moment if you. Uh, for all the football lovers out there, it's called uh, No Merge. It's about the events leading up to the potential merger between Hawthorne and Melbourne in 1996. It has been, it is beautifully written, beautifully spoken. Guests such as I think Alistair Clarkson's, Clarkson's on this one, Jeff Kennett, Mike Sheehan, a lot of people um, coming into this one. Really exciting. One thing that comes into it is uh, they talk about the next episode. They're talking about the, the merger game, the no merger game. They're about to get into that. And they were talking about it on SEN this morning. And the, 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 the game, there was a lot of passion for this game. And they can remember going into it. And the first thing is that um, Todd Viney goes whack, whack, whack. And smacks Crawford about three times on the nose just to show that he was meeting business for the game. So it's going to be it. Listeners, get on. Even if you don't follow these two teams, just to see how many teams were going to be potentially merging with each other and how we got to Melbourne and Hawthorne. Absolutely mm. stunning. Jamie, have you had a chance to listen to it? I haven't yet, no. Uh, get on it, get on it. No, it's just interesting that, that, that how much in debt they were, the clubs were in, how much the league was in debt. If they didn't get that corporate yep. sponsorship, they would have been uh, in a complete mess as well too. So, yeah, get on it. Like I said, no merger. You can find it on Pot- uh, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Once again, once you subscribe to us and you're looking for something to listen to after us, probably not in the same caliber, get on the no merger. It's an, it's an absolute belter. <laughs> All right. Um, Rightio, J-Dog, anything that you want to um, finish up with before we wrap up? Just to let um, everybody know out there, we have some bad news. Adelaide have lost 
Another game that's number 11 in a row, unfortunately, for them. They have gone down to the Magpies by 24. Five goals, 8.38 to 10 goals, 2.62. We're hopefully going to be bringing you some good news. It's Unfortunately, it's going to be going next week. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's all, it's, it's it's all sad faces. Yep, it's it's not Jeez. good. Jamie's got the footage on at the They've moment. They've been pumped, haven't they? Yeah, they have been absolutely slapped from pillar to post. But you watch, you watch the board come out and throw their big chesty bonds out and want to get rid of him. Probably none of them have got an idea about football except Rod Jamison and Mark Rusciuto. Yep. But yeah, you know, people on football boards don't actually watch football. They just want to say that they're part of a football community. And that's fact from an ex-coach. Who I've <laughs> um, what to. have I been up to? What have I been up to recently? Um, just a quick one. I've been um, shifting my uh, training program around, Peps. Yep. You might find this interesting. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so at the moment when I do my training programs, I sort of do a uh, four-on, one-off, so a, a five-week block, and I do four weeks on of intensity. Yep. And then I do a one-week, um, a consolidation week, yep. which really just helps me absorb that training and um, push into the next block, the next phase of training. I'm thinking of going to a two-on, one-off split, so breaking my block from a five-week down to a three-week mm. block, so two intensity, then one week consolidate, Yep. and then building again that way, so throwing in more recovery, because what I'm finding now, Peps, now that I've got a kid, and we do podcasts, and we do chats outside of here, and we have a whole lot of fun, Yep. that's... I'm finding that I'm not recovering as fast as I once was when I was, say, a 25, 26-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently reworking my schedule. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Well, look, I, as, as, a, as a 377-game uh, legend of the East Keeler Football Club, go Cougars, um, <laughs> I can say that you know the older I got, the, re- the recovery did take a lot longer. Uh, yep. and so I ended up just training one night a week. Because it was just that hard after game day. Uh, like I said, I had an operation on my foot last year. Mm. Uh, had an Achilles reconstruction. Um, the doc, the, the the surgeon thought it was actually said to me after the surgery, it was the worst case of leather poisoning he's ever seen. Um, <laughs> but what I'd, what I'd say also is just that um, what I would say is, look, you're getting old, mate. That's it. You that's, can't do much about reality. it. That's the reality check, baby. Age, is. age is something that you cannot take from the from the reality check, mate. From the and reality sleep bank. Quality, yeah. Sleep quality, uh, sleep quality as well, Peps. I don't know how well, you got two kids. I've got one. Um, I'm just finding that really hard to keep on top of with the sleeping because yeah. when you're single, as when you're single and or, or without a child, BC, um, you would. You could sleep when you wanted to, really. Yeah. Well, like I mean, if, you, if you're stuffed from work or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm eleven. I'm eleven, uh, almost twelve years AD after delivery, mm. and um, yeah, you'll be fine, mate. You'll get used to it. Look, the only thing is, I don't want you to change up your. I don't want you to change up your routine too much. I remember, for anybody who doesn't know, Jamie decided to give up tri- triathlon at one stage and was going to take up bodybuilding. And we know that lasted how long? Twenty weeks. But twenty the weeks. People who the people who know me. I gave that a good crack. I did put on about six kilos. Yep, he did put on six kilos. He goes, you eating like a machine. 
just just do what feels comfortable, mate. Just do what feels comfortable. Well, um, I just thought I'd share this with you, with listeners, because they may be interested in this sort of stuff. I don't know, Peps. It's a hey, if you want some podcast, training tips, maybe we uh, maybe we give some training tips. Throw out some training tips. Maybe can throw Jamie can throw some up on the Facebook uh, Facebook. I still can't say it. Facebook page or even uh, we might even have another podcast. Uh, training with J Dog. You could be well. Last week, nine, I like to a Formula was. One. Yeah, it almost yeah. turned into a Formula One podcast last week with um. When we had Lee Mack in here. Yeah, Lee Mack, it's been a bit quiet on the uh, the chat tonight. Hey, look, well, if you want to know what's been going on before we wrap up, I just want to wish my amazing wife, Narelle, happy 24 years of togetherness yesterday. She's put up with this handsome individual oh. for 24 years. It's the greatest 24 years of her life. Um, what? Yep. Aged well. Aged Great well, marriage. like a Great fine kids. wine, like a Grange. Um, it's just, it's just, get, it's just, I'm the gift that keeps on giving. Like a Wagyu steak. Disappo- it's a disappointing gift, but it keeps on giving, yeah. He's done. Hey, look, listeners, thanks for tuning in. I know, look, we do this show each and every week because we love you. People who tune in every week on the Facebook page, we love you just as much. Everybody who was on the chat tonight, absolutely stunning. Thank you very much. It's been another awesome episode. We're, now, we're going to have a bit of a – we're having a bit of a chat about this because some of the questions came in. Where was tipped out last week? It's really hard to do tipped mm. out because – we're in the middle of rounds because everything is being compacted. So we're going to go back to tipped out next week when everything gets back to normal and then we're going to do the rounds and then we might go missing for a couple of weeks. But we might have a bit of a synopsis for those four games in three weeks. But it'll be back, don't worry. And very, very close, listeners, we're going to be hitting Lace Out's 100th episode. So stay tuned for that because that is going to be an extravaganza. All right, so, Jamie, I can't do the show without you. Thank you very much, kind sir, for joining us. Thank you, Peps, for another excellent, well-led meeting. Oh, wonderful just to have you again. And, look, listeners, thank you very much. You're amazing. We're amazing. Lace Out's amazing. But more importantly, Jamie, how do you want your footy each and every week? I like a Lace Out, Peps. So do I, great fella. Have a great week, listeners, and we will see you next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Go Dees. See everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.